Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new, original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. Hello, Australia. Welcome to News Fighters for today. It's Friday the 10th of May, 2019. I'm your host, Dylan Bain. Well, 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 what a big second last week of the election campaign. Labor released its election costings while Prime Minister Scott Morrison played bingo. Put your markers ready. 4747. 8 8 8 8 6 6 loves calling out those random numbers. In fact, he loves calling out random numbers so much that on uh, ABC 7.30 on Monday night when he was being interviewed by Lee Sales, he spent almost a whole minute of the nearly 20-minute interview just saying numbers. In fact, he said so many random numbers that it uh, reminded me of a classic British comedy sketch from Mitchell and Webb. 2.1 million, 31, one and a quarter million, five and a half, 60, 100,000, three and a half billion. That's number one. A half a billion, 2019, 55,000, 11 billion, 30, 45, 11,000, five. That's number one. Six million, 25 billion, 2,000, 95 billion, 50, 100%, 45,000 or 50,000. That's number one. 2.1 2.1 million, 25, 30, 36, 5,500, 48 billion, 3.3, 1.56, 1. 1.9. That's number one. We like those decimals. 37,045, 200,000, 41, 369 million, 2,000. That's number one. Also this week, the single biggest conspiracy theory of the election campaign, completely uncovered by the mainstream media, the elephant in the room finally raised its head. And surprisingly, it was on Julie Bishop's Instagram. Okay, have you heard about ScoMo pooing his pants at McDonald's? (laughs) Stop it. Yes, forget September 11, forget the moon landing, forget the Kennedy assassination. The single biggest conspiracy theory millennials want the truth uncovered on is Engadine McDonald's 1997. Yes, and also this week, this happened. Look, Peter Dutton has been let out of his cave. Now that's not fair, Christina Keneally. You and I both know... 
that it's more of a crypt or more likely a dry, well ventilated container away from sunlight to keep him fresh because he's a potato. Anyways, on to the big debate. Scott Morrison and Bill Shorten have faced off at the third and final leaders debate. Yes, hosted by the National Press Club in Canberra and finally broadcast on a major channel. Well, the ABC at least. This time the debate was outrated by the Channel 10 game show Talking About Your Generation, which means that according to the Liberals at least, intergenerational warfare was on two channels on Wednesday night. But anyways, from the beginning, this debate was promising to be different. And tonight we're shaking things up a little bit. Ooh, sumo suits? Cage fighting? Jelly wrestling? The leaders will also have the opportunity to ask two questions of each other. Oh, whoopee. Anyways, didn't moderator Sabra Lane unabashedly show off her pro-left-wing Labor agenda with questions like this one? You're both the father of young kids. Paint a picture for me. Paint a picture for Australia. What will Australia look like for them in 10 years' time if you are elected Prime Minister? I mean, what a trap. You really couldn't be more left-wing and anti-liberal party than by asking a question about the future. Bill Shorten, however, had no problem responding with his communist socialist answers like this. I want to see half of our energy coming from renewable energy. I want to see the young women in my family, my daughters, being paid the same as my son. Scott Morrison, however, got bogged down a bit in the details when he was thinking about the future. So Australians can get home sooner and safer, whether it's from being out on the, in town and getting back on the farm or getting home on Racecourse Road out there in Pakenham. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I think about the future of Australia, you really do think about Racecourse Road in Pakenham, don't you? I mean, forget Los Angeles. I hear the next Blade Runner movie is going to be set on Racecourse Road in Pakenham. It's true. Ridley Scott told me. Anyways, Bill Shorten was looking more comfortable on the debate stage than ever before. And just like a rock band at the end of the tour, he was doing the greatest hits louder and faster than ever before. Here he was at the first debate. Now, it's not illegal. It's not immoral. And here he was at the last debate. Now, it's not illegal. It's not immoral. It's the law. Well, the BPMs have, like, doubled. He's powering through the hits. Yes, the discussion then went to another Labor policy, lowering out-of-pocket costs for people battling cancer. And Scott Morrison had this to say. To meet those out-of-pocket expenses for those Australians who are doing it through the private system, other systems then you need your private health insurance. Wow, I hope someone tells the 55% of Australians that have chosen not to take up private health insurance that they actually need it because they're missing out. Sabra Lane then correctly noted. Not everyone can afford private health. And that's why you have a private health insurance rebate. Yes, but rebates don't work. I mean, this guy at the debate told me they just force up prices. Every time you subsidise something, it always pushes the price up. Ha, good one, ScoMo. You really got ScoMo there. Anyways, he may love subsidies and rebates, but Scott Morrison also said this. You see, when I see a problem, I like to fix it. I just don't throw lots of money at it. I know that when I have a major health problem, the last thing I want to do is throw money at it. In fact, if I ever need knee replacement surgery or heaven forbid a heart transplant, just take me down to Chinatown and pay someone 20 bucks to stick some horse organs in me. That'll do. I don't want to throw money at the problem is what I'm saying. Anyways, onto the Israel Folau scandal and Bill Shorten said this. I don't think if you're gay, you're going to go to hell. I don't know if hell exists, actually. No, wrong, Bill Shorten. Hell does exist. 
and it exists for another seven days until his campaign is over. Also on Falau and the influence of social media, Shorten noted... This is one of the challenges of social media. It can really dumb things down, can't it? Yeah, social media really does dumb things down. You should see this Instagram clip I saw earlier. Okay, have you heard about ScoMo pooing his pants at McDonald's? <laughs> the debate, however, was not without its levity and uh, light-hearted moments. On the political instability in Canberra and his role in bringing down two Prime Ministers himself... Bill Shorten said this. I think we need one more change of Prime Minister, then we can finish it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Alba will be saying that in about 18 months as well. Anyway, Scott Morrison also got tense when he mixed up his tenses, talking about the projected surplus. Because we've brought our budget back to surplus. We'll keep Sorry, it in surplus. It's, but not, to, it's not in surplus now. And I we're said not next year. That's what I said. And we won't know that until... That's what I said. I said we've brought the budget back to surplus next year. And... Uh, <laughs> Well, the last surplus Labor um, did was in 1989. Okay, listen, Scomo, what was with that pronunciation? This is Australia. It's pronounced 1989. 1989. Say it properly. For someone who tries to be a daggy dad, you just sounded like a British maths professor. 1989. Anyways, another memorable lighthearted moment was when Bill Shorten gathered us round the fireplace to regale us with his trademark storytelling ability. I saw a very funny cartoon. I don't know if it's true. A meme of... Uh of uh, Michelle Obama, Barack Obama's looking at a computer screen, Michelle saying, don't read that, just go to bed. Some good advice there, I suspect. (laughs) Phew, for a second there, I was worried he's going to go Roseanne Barr on us. Anyways, ScoMo attempted a joke and, of course, just came across sounding like a condescending jerk. Uh, To be fair, you're going to, if you win, you're going to have more people to promote because so many of your current ministries leaving. (laughs) No need to get nasty. I'm sorry if you think that... I'm sorry if you think... <laughs> Smile, that so many it was of your a joke. People... Yeah, I have the feeling Bill might be saving up all his smiling for next Saturday night. Just a hunch. Anyways, listen to this grab from the debate, which is classic Bill Shorten, where you think he's about to land a witty pun or a memorable soundbite, and instead just states a literal fact. I tell you, when you do a deal with Clive Palmer, there's always a bill to pay him at the end. Yeah, the applause there for, like, when a diver attempts a really complicated dive and just belly flops. He, like, he tried to pull off something great and just failed. It's, it's really up there with this one from the last debate. If I stop giving someone who's wealthy some money, we're stopping giving them some money. Oh, glimpses of greatness there. Could have been so good. Anyways, Bill's performance also suffered when he got forgetful. And we're- in terms of... In terms of... Um, uh, the what was your second part of your question, Scott? And I think it was this forgetfulness, which was why Bill was constantly taking notes throughout the debate. Something that moderator Sabra Lane couldn't help but notice. You have a chance to rebut Bill Shorten. I see that you've been busy taking notes. Are you still taking notes, Bill Shorten? Yes, Bill Shorten, always writing in his notebook, which got me thinking. In many ways, this whole election for the Australian people is a bit like the movie The Notebook. Comes a story about what we long for. And who we settle for. Okay, so who was the winner of the debate? Mm, Unlike the first two debates where Mr Shorten claimed victory, there was no winner declared in this time around. But over on Sky News, Andrew Bolt thought he knew who won. I think that Morrison actually lost, to be honest, Paul. He lost not only because he had to win. Yes, he lost because he had to win. Thank you, Andrew Bolt, for that trademark Sky News insight there. Anyways, after ScoMo's defensive and troublesome debate performance, something will really have to shake up the last week of this campaign. Or you know he won't be a... Winner, winner, chicken dinner! That's News Fighters for today, everyone. Thanks for listening. Now, subscribe on your podcasting app. Write us a review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, at NewsFightersPod. If you want to see the clips, watch us on YouTube. I'm Dylan Bain. Keep fighting, and bye for now. 
This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.